Hey there, this is Mary Christopher. Today is Sunday, March the 27th, and this is our Sunday meditation podcast. It's really a beautiful day here in Georgia. Temperatures in the 60s, and there's a very brisk wind. So I'm outside. Um, in an enclosed area with a little bit of a breeze because the wind is very erratic and um, as you know these the microphones on uh, phones on our phones um, tends to pick that up so I hope that your week has gone well and I hope that all the news <laughs> that we're getting from around the world is not too distressing. These are difficult times. And it's one of those situations where being a human being on the planet, even with all of our great technology and uh, civilization, such as it is, um, can be very difficult. And I have friends who just have quit watching the news or reading the news. Um, I have shifted much more to reading the news, and I've talked about this before. Um, it, the, I get the facts, but not so much drama. So, as a result, I sleep better, and I, I do not have a television in my bedroom. I turn my phone off completely at night. Um, I try to sleep with the room as dark as possible, and I find that I rest much, much better. So... I hope that you're doing things to take care of yourself, such as eating well, eating good food, uh, not too much sugar <laughs> in any form, um, not too much alcohol, plenty of greens, plenty of water, good fresh food, and getting exercise. I mean, that's a big part of staying healthy. For sure. And even if all you're doing is taking a walk every day, it can make a big difference in our ability to deal with all the ups and downs and difficulties that come up during the day. And the other thing that's happening here in the South, which happens every year, of course, is the pollen count is way up so a lot of people are walking around with gritty eyes and mumbling about the pollen count <laughs> just about every place I've lived uh, has a high pollen count at some time of the year um, the area around Austin Texas certainly did um, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, 
we had uh, juniper. When the juniper bloomed and released the pollen, there were a lot of people who were absolutely miserable. It just really got to them. And I'm always grateful um, that I don't have too much of a reaction to pollen. But here in the south, there's a lot of trees and bushes and flowers and everything in bloom. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, And there's a lot of pollen in the air. So... And in the Native Ameri- in some of the Native American traditions, uh, people gather pollen, especially from corn, to use as a blessing or to use during their prayers. And because the pollen represents new life and the blessing of the Creator through the plants so I I always have a, a deep appreciation for pollen <laughs> but <laughs> there are times of the year when the abundance of pollen is difficult so I hope wherever you are that um, you're able to deal with the pollen and another thing about pollen that is very important is that it's of course important for uh, plants to bloom and produce fruit so years ago I saw a documentary about a certain area in China I may have talked about this before but this particular village um, had a lot of pear trees around it and apparently there the people there or someone had used so many chemicals <clears throat> that they had wiped out all the bees and they there were the chemicals were so uh entrenched or embedded in the soil and in in everything that they couldn't get a new variety or a new group of bees to survive and apparently people beekeepers in the US and maybe other parts of the world were sending them bees and the bees did not survive so what happened is the the farmers who owned or were taking care of the pears had to get very fine like paint brushes and they would put these long ladders up the trees and and the the families would climb the ladders and hand pollinate the blossoms so they would have pears so folks friends and neighbors um that's what the world would look at like without bees or the other pollinators. Uh, wasps pollinate. Some butterflies pollinate. Um, there are a lot of different insects that pollinate, but the main ones we know about are bees. So I'm always grateful 
for the pollen. And I'm always grateful for bees and any any pollinators. Anything that pollinates. We we need them. Because it for some fruits and vegetables it would be very difficult to produce them without the pollinators. So um I've been thinking more and more about a saying that I've I've heard off and on for years like probably ever since I started my whole spiritual path and that is if you want to understand the creator study creation and more and more I find myself drawn to being in nature to paying attention to nature to paying attention to the cycles to the way that nature takes care of things and responds to change um, it's really it's really fascinating and of course with our modern technology of being able to record things like record at night or record, you know, on the ocean bottom. Um, I mean, it's. I saw one the other day, which was a documentary on the BBC channel um, that was narrated by David Attenborough about turtles that live on the bottom of the ocean somewhere or somewhere around an island um, or I don't know how close to it but every few years they swim to the island and lay their eggs they dig in the sand and lay their eggs um, and then the turtle the little turtles hatch out and crawl back to the ocean and those that survive become hopefully uh, grow to be big turtles and come back and um, lay their eggs there and they had a film probably taken by a drone of a long stretch of beach and there were thousands it just looked like thousands and thousands of tiny turtles crawling down to the ocean. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing to watch. So, creation is a busy place. I mean, there's there's kind of like always something going on, always something um, moving, changing, growing. When I was growing up, my aunt and uncle uh, lived on a farm in Virginia, and my folks and I would drive out in the summer, um, and they had this amazing garden. Just uh, there were it was lettuce and tomatoes and onions and corn, the most amazing corn I think I'd ever had. So um, I loved to run when I was growing up. And my 
job, my main job at dinner time, if we were having corn, was to go with the man who took care of the garden. He worked for my uncle, um, and he was he was somebody who like knew the soil. He he knew how to grow so many things. He was amazing. But I, he and I would go down. His name was Lynn, and uh, we would go down to the garden, and he knew which ears of corn to pick, which would be the closest to being ripe, and he would load my arms up with fresh corn, and my job was to run it back to the kitchen as fast as possible, and then we would strip the husk and the the uh, fine they're like hairs, uh, and I can't remember what they're called, but they're how the they're they're like little tubes, and that's how the the kernels get pollinated in the corn. So I we would strip them real fast, and my aunt would uh, put them in this big pot of boiling water with a little bit of salt in it, and let it boil for a very specific amount of time and then it would come out and drain and go in dishes and go on the dining table and all this was perfectly timed so that we would sit down to a dinner ready to go and this perfectly cooked ears of corn with butter and salt and pepper and it was so good so good so as you can tell, um, <laughs> I'm very much a fan of having things straight from the garden. And when I was in Texas, I had a small garden, and I had two peach trees. And so when I would either pick tomatoes or onions or peaches to bring into the house, I would always say as I came in the door, and how far did this tomato or this peach travel because you know so much of our produce comes from far away and I bought mandarin oranges at the the uh, I was, sh was shopping at Sprouts today and they have good healthy food which is why I like to shop there and it looked like from the sign that the mandarin oranges came from Morocco which is not next door so often when I sit down to eat I I do think about and I'm deeply grateful for the whole process of nature that gets food to us and also for all the hundreds of people who take care of gardens I mean, wherever they are in the world, and people who uh, gather the food and package it, who, you know, get it to the airplanes or however it gets to us. I mean, there's so many people that, and we're so privileged here in the U.S., um, but so many people who are part of that whole effort to get the world fed. 
It's just, it's amazing. So I'm deeply grateful for all those people and the, the ways that food gets transported. And hopefully we can do better at transporting food and sharing food so that there is enough to go around. And that's one of my ongoing prayers. For sure. So let's do our meditation. And the meditation that we did in class this week was because uh, we were talking about the war a good bit and how to uh, pray about it, how to think about it, how to like hold people. And, and it's very obvious that uh, there are people on the Russian side who uh, don't care about the cost of human life or what gets destroyed in the process of their trying to reestablish the um, Soviet Union. So we were talking about that and it's difficult when people choose to go dark. It's very difficult because then they don't care about the loss of life. They don't care about people. They care only about retaining their power and um, whatever else their agenda is. But it's certainly not people or life, staining life on the planet. So um, we did a meditation it's like a sunlight meditation and um, I'm very fond of these because I remember from my own growing up that um, being in the sunshine often changed my mood um, and of course when we worked on the farm I, I, we were often in sunshine um, and being and working so I associate that with like feel, feeling really good about myself and um, feeling very healthy so that's that's why I like doing that particular meditation so if you've been sitting be sure and stand up stretch move around it's much easier to do meditations if we're relaxed. And this is one reason, one very good reason to do some yoga. And a lot of yoga was developed or designed to help people stretch and lim be limber and relax in order to do meditation. I mean, that's one of the functions, if not the main function of yoga. A yoga teacher told me that. Okay, so now if you're stretched out and feeling relaxed and at ease, hopefully find a comfortable place. You may want to sit, may want to lie down, some place to be comfortable, some place to be at ease. And as you may know, um, I walk us into the meditation 
using our breath. And then we have about five minutes of being quiet and resting in our meditation. And then I'll bring us out using our breath. And if you can stay put, if you can keep going with your meditation and you don't need to stop, just stay with it. As long as you're comfortable, just stay with it. And another really good way to start a meditation is by thinking of all the things you're grateful for in your life. And many of us have a great deal to be thankful for. So you might want to take a few minutes or just even a minute to think about all the wonderful people in your life All the beauty that's in your life, the food you love, maybe the books you love, maybe the, the walks you love, does, has an amazing effect on our uh, hormones when we are grateful. And especially if, if we allow ourselves to think about the things we're grateful for and another thing that um, we can do with gratitude is take the time to tell people tell the people in our lives or the animals in our lives how grateful we are that they are with us and if it's if it's a friend that doesn't live nearby um, send them a text send them a note I did that this week with a friend of mine I, that I know is working really hard right now and so I sent them a musical email card with you know beautiful floral pictures so they like that a lot. So there's always a way to reach out to someone. Text them, email them, send them, you know, order something for them online. Get it shipped overnight. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, feeling grateful. Feeling grateful for our breath, for sunlight for the beauty around us, for the rhythm of our hearts, and for our breath. As you breathe in, following your breath, all the way down into your solar plexus, Feel yourself becoming more centered. As you breathe out, following your breath, from the bottom of your lungs,
up and out through your nose or your mouth. As you breathe out, allow yourself to relax. As you breathe in, following your breath down into your solar plexus, feel yourself becoming more centered. And as you breathe out, following your breath from the bottom of your lungs, up past your heart through your throat out through your mouth or your nose allow yourself to relax and when you're feeling centered and relaxed you're comfortable with your breath Bring your awareness to your heart, to that area between your heart and your solar plexus. See or feel yourself somewhere in nature, your favorite spot. Maybe there's water, green grass, trees. Maybe it's the ocean. Maybe it's your favorite place in the mountains. You're safe, you're surrounded by nature and you can feel the sunshine on your shoulders. Feeling the warmth. And as you breathe in, breathe in those tiny, sparkly bits of light. Shiny sunlight. Beautiful, beautiful light. Breathing it into your lungs. It goes to your heart. Get circulated throughout your entire body. And as you breathe in the light, let yourself rest. Let the beat of your heart, with all those tiny sparkles of light circulating through your whole body. Just rest with all those sparkles.
Now as you breathe in, following your breath, down into your solar plexus, be aware how centered you are. Be aware tiny sparkles of light moving throughout your entire body. Body is just all lit up with light. And as you breathe out, following your breath, from the bottom of your lungs, past your heart, through your throat, out through your nose or your mouth. Be aware of all the light that's surrounding you. All those tiny sparkles of sunlight filling the space all around you. And when you're ready, as you're breathing out, very gently open your eyes. Good work. Very good. Good, good work. So, we found in our class that this is a great meditation to use when things are difficult. It tends to perk people right up. So have have a great week. And take five or ten minutes during the day. Give yourself a gift of time to be with yourself. And remember to breathe. Talk to you next week.